Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz and welcome to another episode of Red Shoe Shoots where we talk about wrestling every time, all the time. And here with me, of course, is We Are Cats. Yo-ho! Alright, just to let everyone know, happy Dia de los Muertos, happy Dia of the Dead, and we are going to pay our respects right now for our fallen wrestling, Tracy Smothers. And without further ado, we're going to do a 10-second salute in honor of Tracy Smothers. Rest in peace, Tracy. Mm-hmm. FBI. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so without further ado, let's start the show. Okay, so we got a lot of news talk to talk about this week. Uh, a lot of them from WWE, but not for the good reasons. So, we'll... What did they do this time? <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll get to it now. Uh, first and foremost, they, they pulled a lot of Sting's merchandise from the store. Huh. And did a reason to it. So, according to Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, uh, Sting's WWE Legacy contract has expired, has expired months ago, which means WWE is no longer contractually obligated to sell his items. So, I think it's a good thing. But, here's the thing that also is interesting. This means that Sting could actually show up at AEW with no trouble at all now. Well, does? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uncle Dave says here that, quote-unquote, Speculates that the possibility of Sting showing up in AEW, either in some wrestler's corner or making an appearance, a general pay-per-view audience appearance, um, it's possible. He can do it, mm-hmm. and there'll be no repercussion for that. So, so that'll be interesting. And um, what do you think would that happen? Would could you see that being uh, uh, can you? Okay. Can you see Sting showing up at AEW? Either as being a guest, or someone in the audience, or being a manager, or a guest commentator. Actually, any one of those things. Yeah, but can you see that as a high possibility now? Yeah. Okay, now here's the $25 question. Do you want to see Sting in AEW? In any type of way or form? That, that, That has nothing to do with him wrestling in the ring. Well, you gotta remember, we didn't realize that Raven was present that one time he was at Daily's, I think. Right, right, right. So that was a good welcome. Um, it was a quiet welcome. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised if they did the same thing with Stanley and Spotting Sue without his. He doesn't look recognizable that we would, you know, we would recognize him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's probably in the audience or something, or maybe with the rest of just going, like, you know, probably mm-hmm. on his phone in between matches or watching the match going, yay, yay, mm-hmm. but not doing anything sting like that, you know, like the, woo, you know, yeah, yeah. nothing like that, then it would be a welcome. Mm-hmm. It could possibly hurt AEW just a little bit, just a little chink on the armor. Um, if he shows up and it's uh, more than that. Ah, okay. Like, if he's a guest commentator, okay, I mean, no problem. Yeah, But if they problem. force him to go into the ring, you know, someone pisses him off and he's forced to do something like the Scorpion Duck. Okay. Alright. Or the Splash. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, or he would take that, okay, I'm hurting their chink, but it won't matter anyway. If he shows up full regalia and he goes down that, that you know, like he sometimes does with the, uh, uh, from the rafters. From the rafters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Like I said, it would be interesting. So. 
So um, besides that, there's a, there was a leak um, from WWE with the Thunderdome experience. So apparently there was a, there was like a little video from the famous group, the company behind the WWE Thunderdome concept, and they were doing a little mini like documentary and that showed uh, you know how it was set up and everything like that. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, at the near end, you got to see a a wall that had paper that had pictures of things. This was a ban list that they had to check on people who were going to show stuff. And you can't, there's three pages there. You can't really see good on all three. I clearly see one company. Right. But there, but so. We're Actually, going, two. Yeah. No, let me take that back. Just three companies. Yeah. So, and they have a list of, and there's pictures of wrestlers too. There's two that I can notice off the top of my head. Three. I think I see three on one right here. Maybe four. I could be wrong. So, but anywho. So, you know, thanks to the internet, people have already figured out some of these people and these pictures. Mm. And here's the list in no particular order. You have AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Enzo Amore, <laughs> Cody, Marty Scrolls, hmm. The Young Bucks, uh. Chris Benoit. Oh, I know that one. CM Punk, uh. Jim Cornette, <laughs> Alberto Del Rio, Ryback. Now, those are the ones that the internet saw. There's at least two that I can see. Maybe three, but I could be wrong on the third one. So here's the two that I can see, that I can say that maybe this could be them. So on the so on the third picture, second row, right here, that looks like Vader. No, kind of does. Yeah. Now, same page, one row down, two, three in, that looks like Billy Gunn. Well, to me, it kind of looks like Howard. No, no, not Howard Finkel. No. But I could see that it it, it resembles a little bit like Billy. Billy Gunn. Gunn. Yeah. That right there looks like Owen Hart. <laughs> or Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. So, if you're wondering about the, old, the, the no, but with the, for if people who wants to know and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, it's the pay. It's the, the one where it says Owen Hart is the second page in the middle all the way down last person. So it could be either Owen Hart or Mr. Perfect. It could be either or because it looks like it from away. But it most likely will have to be Owen Hart because if they had Chris Benoit with a hat, mm-hmm. then I'm sure they'd have Owen Hart in there. Yeah. And then the one the top of the either of the Owen Hart Chris, uh, Owen Hart or Mr. Perfect picture look up on top that kind of looks a little bit like Rob Van Dam really? kind of looks like him mm. now the one person that I'm saying that I could be wrong I don't know so if I'm wrong I'm wrong third picture first row third in 
I could be wrong, but it kind of looks like Shina. Just with the hair. But like I said, I could be wrong. And I hope I'm wrong. But it does look like him. So all, so all that those people are doing there is checking if you got people who post those particular pictures. Yes. Who's to say they screw up and like there's more different pictures? Right. Maybe another picture of Chris Benoit. Maybe when he was Pegasus Kid. Exactly. Only the, only the fans know, know who that is. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, what's another good one? Um, Christopher Daniels' Suicide? Yeah. Or any other wrestler that's, that's never been in WWE. Minoru Suzuki? No, that, <laughs> that'd be too easy. I don't think WWE knows who he is. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, that's your list. You can, if you, if you know. Oh, the word chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did they That's screw? That's a small list. Oh, did they screw that group over? Okay. So, yeah, some more wacky news coming out from WWE. Uh, it involves the whole Twitch channel situation. So, if you, if, in case you don't know, WWE decided to put in new policies that they want to control and run Twitch channels from their WWE stars. I don't even know if it's going to go as far as their YouTube channels as well, but we don't know. In spite of this, a lo- there's been a lot of criticism coming from um, a lot of... Uh, WWE stars that have Twitch channels. And that's their way of doing this outside of WWE. You know, Selena Vega has one. Um, Selena Vega, Paige, AJ Styles. Um, Those things Xavier Woods have. Xavier Woods have one. Very popular. Yes. You know, up, up, down, down. And, um, but out of all of these people who, I don't know, decided to cave in and say, okay, sure. Paige is the only one that will not comply to WWE's uh, mandate to end her Twitch channel. Matter of fact, she's willing to quit or give up whatever said contract uh, from WWE. And she even said in a very tearful statement... uh, Saying that, you know, she's, she's not even a wrestler. She, she's not a wrestler because of her neck issue and that a career-ending neck issue and also the pandemic, you know. So this is her way of forming of income and trying to do stuff, you know, outside of wrestling. She needs to find something. She's trying to do stuff outside of wrestling since she cannot wrestle anymore. And WWE wants to take that away from her. Especially, too, in 2020, where there's no way people who could uh, do anything outside because of what's going on with the pandemic. And WWE is forcing these people to, you know, stop twitching or stop doing uh, any other type of uh, streaming uh, streaming or anything like that. And I just think that's 100% shameful. You know, shame on you, WWE. Shame on you. 
you know you're taking something that's a you're taking something that's kind of like a hobby outside a way outside of wrestling for wrestlers that want to do something that they like to do you know like, or it's a necessity because they need to make ends meet right and they decide to take it away from them because what they're afraid they're gonna it's gonna be like Zack Ryder all over again being successful without using WWE's help for shame on you. Shame. Damn. Can you just leave people alone and just let them have fun? Let them do what they want to do outside of the wrestling ring? Jesus, man. I swear. Well, you know, moving along from, you know, whatever the hell that place is called. All right. Some, out, some other wrestling news. So, from uh, MLW, they're going to get a new wrestler, and it is interesting. And it's announced that the AAA World Cruiserweight Champion is heading for MLW. And it's none other than... Yes. Not only that... But MLW also announced that that Sunday morning they're gonna they're gonna uh, Loretto Kid is gonna make a debut joining MLW when MLW returns on November eighteenth at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. P.m. Eastern. Yes. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. No, seven p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. So yeah. So, so it's gonna be on November eighteenth. It'll be on Fusion on on Football Sports and YouTube. The show is going to be available on Being Sports that Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, there we go. Yes, thank you. And this is interesting. So the announcement no, that Conan, that Triple H co-founder, co-founder Conan, oh, is also in talks. To potentially unify the MLW World Midweight with the AAA World Cruiserweight title. So, uh, he wants to unify you know, their own version of the Midway belts. With it and stuff like that. So, but, eh, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. It's great to see Loretto Kid going to MLW. But, um, I don't know if it would be a smart idea to put the belt on the line and unify it. You know? What the heck? Excuse me. Too much candy. Um, what about with the prestige of Triple uh, is, is that going to dilute it? Maybe. Or, or is this a possible business venture that they could uh, both profit from? I don't know because Triple does have maybe an bus- no business connections with uh, AEW. Mm-hmm. So, so we just got to wait and see. Not only that, but. Something good. There's, a, you know, moving away from from that. Ca- that's maybe soon to be catastrophic mess to something positive. Okay. Wrestling Connect. Wrestling Connect is a nonprofit organization announced that they would provide wrestlers, indie talent, group insurance, and and other stuff. And here is the full statement from from what they're what they want to do. Introducing, oh, quote, um, excuse me, quote, introducing WrestleConnects, uh, a new nonprofit organization for those in the professional wrestling industry. 
sounds like Aurora, Colorado. Colorado, excuse me. Uh, founded by four former members of the Cauliflower Alley Club. Executive Board uh, WrestleConnects Inc. is a new non-profit corporation headquartered in Colorado designed to provide benefits for those who have previously been or are currently working in the professional wrestling industry. Um, Let me see. So, their mission statement. Uh, quote, our motto of, uh, quote, learn, share, connect, unquote, is derived from our mission statement. Simple. Um, this is an exciting time for the professional wrestling industry, and we're proud to be doing something that should have happened long ago. Yep. Quote. And it says here that they have ambassadors who not only advise the organization, but will host and participate in monthly online seminars um, that will gear towards assisting in the development of young talent. Here are the names of some of these people, and they're pretty good ones. James J. Dillon, Sergeant Slaughter, Rockin' Robin Smith, uh, Melissa Anderson, and promoter David Marquez has have been named the organization's first five ambassadors. Yeah, so this is good. You know, I... I uh, oh, and uh, WrestleNext officially launched on November 1st today mm-hmm. with the opening of and social media pages. And Dr. Prince was on our team, the treasurer, and David Butler's secretary. Yeah. So, you know what? That's good. I think this is good news. I think this is something good. And it's true what they said in the wrestling statement. This should have been years ago. This should have been at least insurance years ago. That's what uh, I keep mentioning him. Dr. Death. Yeah. Schultz. David mm-hmm. Schultz. He was, he was actually promoting yep. trying to, you know, insurance and stuff like that. And they kept turning him down. Yeah, they thought he was a loon. Well, because of the nature of uh, uh, pro, the pro wrestling business at the time. Yeah. Before they turned into entertainment to screw him over even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yeah, and I, I'm 100% on board on this. I'm 100% wrestlers, especially in the indie community, like you know, it costs a lot of money to you know from surgery and stuff like that. So, because they're paying out of their own pockets. Yep. So I, so this is really good, and I wish this, I wish this venture the best of luck. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish them that they do very well. You know, and hopefully, you know, maybe I could shoot them an email. Maybe get some more information about this and stuff like that. You know, no. just information, you know, to paddle along to people. But it does, because this, this is something good. It's something really great. It's not like WWE is going to do it anytime soon. Yeah, see? There you go. Alright. So, moving right along, AEW. So, AEW is going to have... A stacked night for AEW Dark. 15 matches. And it's pretty big. And we're just going to name off these matches. Because they're a lot. 15 matches is is a lot. No, that they're not in order. Mm-hmm. So, number, so for, here we go. So, we have five angels with the Dark Order versus VSK. Uh, we have John for Silver. <laughs> Cole Cabana and Ten with the Dark Order. Versus the team of Sean Dean, uh, Cesar Bononi, and Fuego del Sol. Then we have the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny going against Jersey Muscle. Then we have Chaos Project versus Private Party. We have D3 uh, versus Will Hobbs. Darby Allen versus, uh, I guess, Bishop King. And David Durant versus Ricky Starks. 
Sammy Guevara versus Lee Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Lila Hirsch and Elena Black versus Red Velvet and Brandy Rhodes with Dusty. Dustin. With Dustin. Uh, Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt. Uh, I guess Marco Stunt's uh, on the sidelines now. Versus Danny Limelight and KC Navarro. No, it's two on two. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Michael yeah, Stunt's on the side. Yeah. Okay, Frankie Kazarian versus Ryzen. Sean Maluda and Alex Chamberlain versus Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Aaron Swall and Angel Fusion versus Max Caster and Anthony Brosen. Bowens. 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 Uh, Laid Tapa versus Killian King. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson with the Dark Order versus Baron Black and Nick Comorto. Comorado. I'm not thinking. All right. So, yeah. Pretty stacked. Really good. Um, and then you have, you know, Dynamite. Running in Dynamite because Dynamite is the go-home show to Full Gear, which is going to be happening this upcoming weekend. Uh, for a reminder, November 7th at Daly's Place. And that's a Saturday... Mm-hmm. So it's a Saturday. And they already have the matches already set up. And we are going to go through them and make our picks. So first and foremost, they're going to have um, an opening match, uh, a buy-in. They're going to have a buy-in, and they're going to have one buy-in match. And that is Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. <laughs> so John Silver is moving up. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm a fan of his now because everything that okay, so everything he's done on on Be the Elite and then also in the past couple months in the ring. Really good. He's been picking up the pace. He's been showing off what more he can do offensively. He has the he has the acting chops. Comical. You know, he has this huge chip on his shoulder, you know. Uh I'm a big fan of his now. I, I really like him, you know. And uh, would I want to see him win against Orange Cassidy? Kind of, maybe, yeah. But I doubt they're gonna. He's gonna lose. I doubt Cassidy's gonna lose because he did lose to uh, Cody. So he might. So he might win this one. What about you? Yeah, probably. Unless it leads to something, something bigger, you know, right. with with John Silver. Okay. And then up next we have... And by the way, the cards are subject to change and it's not taking... No particular order. No particular yeah. Order. So we have Chris Jericho going against MJF. Uh, the stipulation that if MJF wins, he is allowed to join the inner circle. Excuse me. Then we have the uh, singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship between Hikaru Shida and... And Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero at her side. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Elite Deletion match with Matt Hardy versus Sam Guevara. What, part three or I, four? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Then we have, uh, this will probably be the, the main event. Uh, the I Quit match for the AEW World Championship between champ John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Then we have a tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Uh, FTR going against the Young Bucks and the stipulation if the Young Bucks lose they will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again mm. basically the same way with Cody since Cody can never challenge for the AEW Championship mm-hmm. then we have well speaking of Cody 
we would have the singles match for the AWTNT Championship between Cody with Arn Anderson taking on Darby Allen. And then, last but not least, we have the finals for the AEW World Championship Elimination uh, Tournament. Winner will the winner of, of between Hangman, Hangman Adam Page or Kenny Omega uh, will receive a title match for the AEW World Championship. Okay, so here's where we're gonna go. Okay, Chris Jericho versus MJF. This is gonna be good. I think they're gonna have a good match. Will you see Chris Jericho beat MJF or the other way around? I'd say Jericho will win. Because there's that guarantee, especially from their their uh, town hall. Yeah. Uh, where, uh, especially with uh, Eric Bischoff making a return, questioning, well, uh, are you, if, he, if he does join the inner circle, what, what, is, is there going to be a guarantee that MGF is not going to screw them all over? Exactly. But I would say that MGF may join the inner circle. I think he might win. Just to keep the storyline going. Plant the seeds for something bigger for next year. Well, seeds of uh, distrust within the inner circle. Yeah. Because of MJ. Mm Because remember, uh, I think it was uh, Ortiz, I think. He Mm -hmm. was saying that me and Sammy are like, hell no. F you. Um, We got Santana is like down the middle. Okay, fine, whatever. And Hager, well, he's not part of this problem because he has a match to to prepare for. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have a say in the matter. Right. And then we got Jericho, who's, you know, who's got to, uh, well, he's got to, he's got to do the match. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so this is interesting to see. And it looks like Jericho's is saying no, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because of ego. Yeah. To save they face. Both, they both have huge egos. So. Ugh. Sorry, folks. Okay, up next we have, um, Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose. Um... I think now is the time for Nyla Rose to have the the belt again. Yeah, she'll be a two-time women's champion, but I think now would be a good time for her to have the belt and give her a good lengthy run. Mm. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with, with Sheeta. I don't mind. If Sheeta wins and retains it, it shows that that they okay they they're not ready yet or they don't have anybody yet to take their helm but for me i personally think it's time to drop the belt and give nyla rose a second chance with the belt and see how long she will see what she can do with it Mm. like really see what she can do with it i would say i think Sheeta will retain but if she has to lose it won't be clean right okay Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. <laughs> to be honest, I don't care whoever wins. I just want this to be over with. I don't want to see Hardy to get hurt again. I don't want to see Guevara get hurt again. Just, just, just get this over with. I don't care. There's a flip of a coin on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Just, let's just hope that they don't once again up the ante again, 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 again. Yeah. 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 After what happened last time? Yeah, it was, it'd be very not smart if they uh, decide to do something even more extreme. Yeah, not pretty. Yeah. Okay. Moxley going against Kingston. 
Um, here's the thing for me. I would love to see Eddie win. Really. I would really love to see him win. But it would also affect the Page and Omega match. Because mm-hmm. I think people wants to see one of those two go against Moxley. But at the same time, um, it'll force a credibility issue with Kingston. Right. Because he says he never quit. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen to his little family with, you know, the Butcher Blade and the Bunny yeah. and uh, the Lucha Bros? Mm-hmm. He's got uh, a promise to uphold. Yeah. That's and if he doesn't deliver, mm-hmm. then, well, he's in, he's going to be in trouble. But you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing, like I said, I wouldn't mind seeing Kingston win. But if he wins, they got to pick the right horse between the Omega and uh, Page match, which we'll talk about right now. Okay. If Eddie wins, I want Omega to win. Because they've already they've already said that. They've already showed in the promos and stuff like that. That they're bringing back the Omega from, from uh, New Japan. The cleaner Omega. The Terminator Omega. You know, Bullet Club Kenny Omega. They're bringing that Omega back. So I wouldn't mind seeing the cleaner going against Eddie Kingston, against the Mad King. That would be one hell of a promo. That would be one hell of a match. I wouldn't mind seeing, or, or I wouldn't mind seeing Hangman trying to get another shot at the World Championship. Well, I mean, he was the first champion. No, he wasn't. It was Jericho. Oh, yes, you're right. Well, he was the first challenger. First was, challenger. Yeah. First challenger. Yeah. Well, it would be, well, you know, the wait will be over. If uh, uh, Hangman uh, wins uh, against Omega and, yeah. you know, not only gets his vengeance against Omega, but also uh, uh, goes for the title shot and get, gets what he lost. Get what's his, yeah. So, it would be interesting. So... But like I said, those two matches will affect the outcome of, of the other. That's what I believe. Okay, so FTR against the Young Bucks. Well, we already have Cody with the stipulation that he, you know, he mm-hmm. can never challenge for the uh, uh, World uh, champ- AEW World Championship. Mm-hmm. But it would be devastating for the tag team division if the Young Bucks lose. No, I would think. Here's how I, here 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 here's how I would see it. Cause there's been rumors going around that they might bring in they might introduce a new belt. Uh, it might be the six man tag belt, since there's a lot of three on three. Young Bucks lose this match. Say the beginning of next year they introduce the, the six man belt. Kinda like uh, New Japan. A la New Japan. And then they will win that one. That will be their belt. Yeah, but they need a third member. They can always get a jobber. It'd be it would be the Young Bucks and said jobber. Yeah, but he might be a great he might be a great uh, uh, wrestler to boot. There you go, see? That 
be interesting. Yeah, but we don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. So, and then we have Cody against Darby Allen. Um, I want to see. I want to say Darby wins, and then we see Cody turn heel. Mm. And I think this Cody is going to be the heel Cody from New Japan. The arrogant Cody, the, the the calculated Cody, the one that he was in Bullet Club, Cody, that Cody. And that means he'd have to be with Kenny Omega, or maybe the whole elite people um, turn they, heel. They they all turn heel, and they'll break the stipulations that you know Cody's going to get back his uh, world heavyweight champion shot somehow, um, and the young bucks will break the 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 thing that if they lose. That they'll be able to go for the tag team championship again. Or, or, they can make their own new version of the Four Horsemen. So. So, yeah. So, there we go. That's that's for um, Full Gear. Next week, we'll let you know on the full results and what we think of Full Gear. So, keep your eyes on that. Not only that... We'll also give you the results of Power Struggle from New Japan, which will also be on November 7th. And November 7th, Japan. Which is... Uh, Doors, okay, so pretty much it's like this. Doors open up at 15. 1500 hours, which is 3, 3 p.m. Japanese Standard Time. And considering that one since... Uh, you know, the proposition we voted in the California failed mm. failed uh, in the committee, which means, you know, we do have to turn the clock back an hour, which means instead of a 16-hour difference, it's a 17-hour difference. So, actually make it easier right here. The bell starts ringing at 1,700 hours. Mm -hmm. That would precisely mean um, midnight. Yeah. Midnight our time? Yeah. Pacific? Mm. <sighs> yeah. And I'm sorry. Midnight November 6th. I hate you daylight savings time. No, no, no. I take it back. Midnight November 7th. Yeah. Alright. Well, anyway. So, with that said. Well, okay. So, Power Struggle. November... Japan, November November seventh. It's going to be in Osaka in the Osaka Prefectural Gym, the Iyanari Osaka. And here are the matches. First match, no time limits. Provisional King of Pro Wrestling. We have the uh, current title holder. The <laughs> oh Toru Yano, yes, but his challenger will be Zack Saber Jr. We don't know the stipulation of the match, so we're we're just gonna let that one play out. Let's just put it at that. Yeah. Second match is the sixty minute time limit never open weight championship match. The thirtieth champion, Minoru Suzuki, and his first def defense going against Shingo Takagi of Los Singo Bernardos de Japón. Okay, this is gonna be a good match. I think this one might be match of, uh, match of the night, match of the pay per view. Okay, they both had a hell of a match at the G1. It was even considered to be a five-star match by Dave, by by Dave Meltzer, and even considered to be up in the category of match of the year contendership. So, 
this is going to... Okay, I'm just going to say it out now. Whoever doesn't die first wins. You know? They're both going to hit the hell out of each other. They're both going to beat the living crap out of each other. I think this match is going to be the same equivalent or if not more brutal than the Walter versus Dragunov match that really? happened at NXT UK. And that was brutal as hell. Oh, yes. Yes, it was. To the point where I thought Dragunov was dead. And just to let you guys know, that right there, that match, the Walter versus Dragunov, that is a match of the year contendership. I think the one match of the year contendership that I think WWE has, and it's not on the main roster. So, yeah, so, yeah. Well, who would you think would win out of this one? That's going to be hard. <laughs> I would give it to Suzuki because it's his first title defense. And, I okay, he's going to win barely. And a battle. It's going to be a hell of a battle. Let's just put it that way. It'll yeah. probably be between 20 and 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, I, I think you know what that 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 would be just right enough enough brutality for that match. Yeah. So the third match is the uh, sixty-minute time limit special single match between Kazuchika Okada and Great Okan. It that it was a surprise that Great Okan showed up out of nowhere. Um, I don't know who I want to see win. You know, give it to Great Ocon. I, I want to, I want, I want to see him win, and I want to see what he'll do next. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to be, I want my curiosity to be like ticked, and just like you know, okay, what next? What are you guys are gonna do? I want to see where their booking is gonna do on this one. So, what about you? Yeah, I think I'll go to Great Ocon. I mean, Okada's already won the gold. Let's see what Great Ocon can do. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the fourth match. It is the 60-minute time limit IWGP uh, U.S. Heavyweight Right to Challenge contract. So, we have the right holder, who is uh, the New Japan uh, uh, C-USA uh, winner, Kenta. And he's going against his challenger, which happens to be Hiroshi Tanahashi. Kenta's going to win. Just leave it at that. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind seeing Tanahashi win it. But then again, I don't want him to be like this grand champion and just rub it in everyone's face. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Like, Tanahashi's done it all. He's been the ace for so long. Just pass the baton over. Uh, we have the fifth match. Six, 60 minute time limit. IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Double Championships Right to Challenge Contract. So I, uh, so we have the right holder, the G1 Climax winner, Kota Ibushi versus challenger Jay White. So I'm assuming the winner is going to fight for the uh, the rights to go against the champ, the double champ. At Wrestle Kingdom. No, at, yeah, at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Um, give it to... No. Let Ibushi win. 
I think it's his time to win the belts. It's his time to shine. It's time to come out and be the ace. So I think he will put up a hell of a match against Jay White. But I think Ibushi's going to win this one. Yeah, especially since it depends on the upcoming match. The sixth match, 60-minute time limit. And I say that because it is the IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Double Championship match. So we have the 72nd you know, uh, Heavyweight Champion and 26th uh, Intercontinental Champion, Tetsuya Naito of Los Ingobernables de Japón. His new first defense going against the challenger... Evil. Give it to Naito. Naito will win this. Let him take the belts to Wrestle Kingdom. And you're saying um, it'll be a big draw if Ibushi wins. If Ibushi wins, then the main event's going to be Ibushi versus Naito. Night one. Because they say Wrestle Kingdom's going to be a two-nighter. Mm. And I think that's a smart idea. Because when they did the two-nighter this year at this year's Wrestle Kingdom, I thought it was really great. You know, we didn't have to wake up at 11 o'clock, start watching at midnight, and then the whole damn thing ends like at... 3 in the morning. No, like 4 or 5 in the morning. Oh, and then like, well, crap, I gotta go to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so the, the two nights, I think that, I think that was really great. It was really smart. They're going to do the same thing again. So, I think night one, this is going to be the match of the night. Night one, Abushi going against Naito at the G- at, uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. And I think that's where they're going to pull the trigger and let Naito win. No, not Naito, let Ibushi win. So, he can be the third double champion. Hmm. So... So before that, we still have the road to power struggle, which, yeah, with the world with the road to power struggle, be from today they're already having one at Corgan Hall. Then they're gonna have one tomorrow at the Twin Missing the Twin Twin Missing Shizuoka Shizuoka, and then at Kochi at the Kochi Prefecture Gym. Right after that, from November fifteenth. To, to December 11th, the World Tag League 2020 and the Best of the Super Juniors 27. And that's going to be one hell of a tournament. It's going to be a G1. So you're going to have two G1s in one year. But it's going to be between um, the World Tag League and the Best of the Super Juniors. So, you know, for Thanksgiving and up until Christmas... New Japan got you covered. Mm-hmm. And then right after... Just before Christmas. Yeah. So right after that, Road to the Tokyo Dome. Because the Road to the Tokyo Dome will lead to Wrestle Kingdom. And Wrestle Kingdom is going to be on January 4th and January 5th at the Tokyo Dome. So it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, Japanese. So it's going to be Sunday, Monday, our time. Mm-hmm. Bell starts at... I guess Jan- uh, uh, midnight mm-hmm. on uh, Monday and Tuesday, respectively. Yeah. So, can't wait for that. All right. So, 
Thank you guys so much for listening to Retro Shoots. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful day. Just to let you guys know, have a great week. Stay safe out there. Have a great time. Put on your mask. Keep your physical and social distancing on the side. And next week, we're going to... We're going to give you the results of Power Struggle and also Full Gear and tell you if we were right or wrong in our decisions and our in our matchmaking, picking powers and whatnot. So until then, I am Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Take care outside. Have fun and keep watching wrestling. Yo-ho!